Welcome to Pivot Point of View, where we bring you health and wellness tips for you and the horse you rode in on. Today, I'm joined with my oldest daughter, Emma, and we recap 2020 and give you a little insight as to uh, what we have coming down the pike. And we talk about feel, timing, balance. Emma shares her experience with it. And quite honestly, I know I'm biased, but I think she's wise beyond her years. So enjoy. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. Okay, so we were talking this morning about it'd be fun to wrap up 2020 with our year in uh, how the horse stuff went. Yep. Also talk about feel a little bit. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell us kind of how 2020 started for you? Okay. So clear back in January, <laughs> uh, it was going good. Uh, brown mare Clem was out with a, uh, she had blown a... She was a quarter crack. Yes. Yep, she had a quarter yep, crack. She had yep. a quarter crack in her foot. I had a, my bay mare twice, and she had stepped up, and she was running good. Everything was going good, and then COVID hit. Yeah, so... So we had, like, a three-month break. Yeah, and in the beginning of the year, we were finishing our indoor arena. Yep. And got that finished in about... April? March? I was thinking March, about mm-hmm. the time we were all on lockdown, I guess, yeah. we got it finished. And so gave us opportunity to ride a little bit more, yeah. um, having an indoor arena right at our house. And that's what we did during COVID. We just rode and we yeah. tried to develop things. And we're, instead of looking at a time where we couldn't run, we were just trying to get better in the time that we were given. Yes, it was frustrating because we weren't going anywhere, but I think it was a good time as far as getting a lot of time in the saddle. Yep. Working on some stuff that we needed to work on. It gave Clem some time. We got mm-hmm. got a She good, got healed up. Yeah, got a good shoer on her, got her headed the right direction that way and so yeah, we spent a lot of time in the saddle. During that time, I think you started to work more on your feel, even though you didn't really probably realize it at the yeah, time. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize it at the time. I just was trying to pay attention to more of what I was doing instead of just riding. Right. So instead of going through the motions yep. of like when you are on your horse and if you are going around a barrel, whether you're at a walk, a trot, a lope, a lope noticing if they take one tiny cheat step yep. or they get a little flatter in one part of their turn, pay more attention to that. Yeah. For sure. So we started doing that. And it's the one thing that I really appreciate about, I appreciate a lot of things about you and Gracie, <laughs> my two kids. But it's so fun for us to ride together. Yeah. Because... We can bounce ideas off of each other all the time. Absolutely. And something that you guys see, you can point it out to me and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Well, even last night, there was a very good example. We were doing a drill and I said... And she was getting frustrated. We had set the barrels up all in one line and I think she was going to the left and she's just like, well, he just is not getting around this point. And I said, well, it's he just flat. He's not dropping or fading out. He's just flattening out in that one mm-hmm. spot, yeah. and he's not continuing that forward motion. And you're talking about me yes, on my you. horse, yeah. You on big. 
Yeah, and, and so just, you know, a combination of what Emma was seeing and what I was feeling and um we changed beds yep even. yep yep mm-hmm. um not because she wanted to <laughs> no because emma has a favorite bit well we all have a favorite bit and we only have one of them and we all tend to ride with it uh-huh. and so it's a schoenberg bit was a really neat little bit and so emma was getting on her second horse that needed well, that third. third horse that needed that bit yeah and so i got off and put a different bit on tightened my saddle up because in at the lope mm-hmm. and my saddle loosened up anyways it all contributes to bad bad timing and feel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um and so yeah we fixed a few things and then things went much better mm-hmm. after that so that was that was good and then we also were talking about you were talking about feel with your mare and her rib cage right yep. on twice yep uh, one of my big pet peeves is them keeping their rib cage out and that like the C shape throughout the whole turn because I can't stand it when they're just flat and it that is a huge pet peeve of mine is the rib cage staying correct and where it should be and I want them to be flexible with it yeah we like for me my goal is for that they're all work in their slow work like a rappy style Mm -hmm. I love that where they're in that c shape where Mm -hmm. their nose is tipped their shoulders up their hip is in and their rib cage is flexed Mm -hmm. you don't always get that in your run but if you work on that in your slow work Mm -hmm. then that is to me that's the ideal thing and, yeah and but i don't want their nose too much i just want their eye of course and then their hip yeah. which makes the rib come out yeah we first so we first started working on more of that feel early on in the year and probably then the game changer of your awareness of feel mm-hmm. happened in towards the end of july yeah when we attended a phil haugen clinic yeah right i would agree yeah. And because the first half of, or after COVID hit, then that just sucked. I was like hitting <laughs> left, it did. I just, I was hitting barrels left and right. Like, and it wasn't like I was just flat out crashing them. It was like, we were like catching them coming out or just barely getting them in where we're going in. And it was, it was just little things that were costing me. Yep. So your mare twice, yep. what typically would happen is, especially on second barrel, yep. and she goes to the left barrel first. Mm-hmm. Um, so then on second barrel, what twice was doing is her her butt was swinging yep. out. It wasn't that she was necessarily dropping her shoulder as much as she was losing her hind yep. end. Yep. And so that was like in June-ish. Yep. That kind of all started to come to a head. Yep. And then we started working on it a little bit at home before yeah. the Phil Clinic. But one of the things, if you listen to Phil Haugen, and I strongly urge you to do so because he's... Well, I urge you to listen to our podcast with <laughs> Phil Haugen, So <laughs> Yes, he's... Phil is like the Mr. Rogers of uh, the horse world. Yeah, yeah, because he's very calming. He just kind of helps you like step back and, and be get like, some perspective. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so some of the stuff that he talks about is having feel, timing, and balance and um, being aware of those things when you're on your horse. So I think that really started the journey of paying yeah, a lot more attention, attention to it and then how that affects your horse's reaction mm-hmm. and engages their thinking side of their brain 
Um, he preaches that a lot. Yep. I, I agree. Like, I think that stuff helped me too, like in, in my feel and my timing and my balance, but then also like in my perspective, mm-hmm. you know, so I ride You are able to look at a horse's perspective instead of just yours. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I ride two six-year-old geldings right now. Well, yep. I guess today they're seven. One of them we bought, one of them we raised it, it was hard not to compare the two, even though they're very different horses. Mm-hmm. And the one that we bought was very successful with the gal we bought him from. And it's hard not to be impatient about getting the results in the arena. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I appreciate the most about listening to Phil is that it's like they don't understand the concept of time. It takes whatever time it takes. And mm-hmm. be patient with yourself because it takes time to develop those new habits, especially mm-hmm. when you're on a horse that is a different style than what you're used to. And so. And, and he's a very different style than what you're used to. Yeah. So he's more of a free runner, but when you get on your butt and ride, then he will get on his butt. And. Yeah, I've made a lot of adjustments this year trying to figure out how to ride better for Mm -hmm. him. And then the other one, just being more patient with him in that, you know, I think we really tried to push him thinking, you know, he should be doing more, you know, and Mm -hmm. getting with it more and... Again, they're in their own time. He's a nice gelding. He he's easy. Mm-hmm. He's really pretty easy to ride. Um, he but he takes different things to maintain him than what the big horse takes. So yeah. So anyway, so the other thing that we need to talk about with feel timing and balance is how do you get better feel timing and balance? Uh, well, I think it's developed. And some people they they just are better they have it right away like that mm-hmm. i for me i did not i needed to feel it go th- or go through the steps to feel it mm-hmm. and like keeping the rib cage up where do i want their feet the snap on that back side getting around my corner like those mm-hmm. all took time to feel and riding with people that were and aware of those things yep. And teaching you, like, okay, Emma, you feel that? That is this. Or Mm -hmm. this is what, you know, this is what you want. So I Mm -hmm. think that's important. And then just lots of hours in the saddle. Mm AIS, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ass in the saddle. you got to put your butt in the saddle. (laughs) AIS, yeah. You can't learn feel from a video. You you can see what you need to, but Mm -hmm. you have to spend time in the saddle. The other thing that I think we need to be aware of is that you have to, in order to have that balance and that timing, you have to be fit. You have to be physically in good condition because if you are out of balance with your horse and all you are doing is trying to stay on top of your horse... How in the heck are you going to be able to pay attention yeah. to what that horse is doing? You're going to be leaning. You're going to be flopping. You're going, and it's not going to be pretty. And you're not going to get the results you want. We're we're going to launch a series here after actually in the next couple of weeks that is working on rider conditioning, and mm-hmm. so I'm pretty excited about that. That's part of the reason why you haven't heard a podcast in a while, is we've been working on that pretty hard here in the clinic of putting together rider specific workout routine to treat back pain to treat uh or to work on your core 
posture. So I'm pretty excited to do that. And I think it'll be a great compliment to a lot of the horsemanship things that we've talked yeah, about in the past. Yeah, I agree. You have to be strong. You have to be physically fit to be able to ride these horses well. Mm-hmm. And so it really complements the horsemanship stuff. Yeah. Now, we aren't saying you have to be like Emily Miller and spend three hours in the gym. Right. You don't but, You uh, don't have to, but no. you doing something every day over mm-hmm. and above going out and doing chores in the barn mm-hmm. uh, or what your normal day-to-day mm-hmm. routine is. So, especially of your core and your hips, I feel like mm-hmm. those are the big things. And to keep I think you. your legs, too. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So... So that'll be exciting to do. We um, we typically try to work out pretty regular. Mm-hmm. You were in a weights class for school mm-hmm. this fall, right? Yeah. Will you have a weights class? No. Okay. And I tried to do something most mornings. You know, I don't get it in every day, but I probably are anywhere from three to five days a week that I was doing like Pilates, yoga type stuff. Even, some I think even if you're just strengthening your core, it'll benefit you. Absolutely. Every morning, whether I do a full workout routine or not, I do some kind of stretches from like my hamstrings, my mm-hmm. calves, my back. Because um, if I don't, they hurt. Mm-hmm. And um, I think anybody over the age of 40 can attest to that. If you don't hurt in the morning when you're over 40 without stretching, well, you know, good for you. <laughs> I, I, on the other hand, since I've turned 40, I have noticed I need to do that a little bit more. So, But you notice, too, sometimes when you run or things that you'll notice your your back will hurt a little bit. Yeah. And so you know your pelvis is out. Yeah. If you can nip that in the bud right mm-hmm. away and not uh, let that go too far, then you can, you're one day with back pain instead of a week with back mm-hmm. pain. And you're how old? 15. Yeah. <laughs> so it happens even at a very young age. Yeah. So, so we're pretty excited, like I said, to be rolling that out. I guess that's kind of how we're ending our 2020. Uh, in between, though, um, you had a pretty good high school season. Yes. I had, I think I'm sitting fifth right now in polls. For third, in the state. For in the Nebraska. state. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm sitting third in the cutting. And I think I'm like 15th in barrels. Nope. And so... Yeah, I ran my, I, I flipped a lot, and I'm fortunate enough to do that. A lot of girls can't. I kind of pick my pens for my mares. Um, Clem is more of an indoor horse. She likes the better ground, Mm -hmm. um, and that's a big black mare. Yeah, she's she's kind of a princess. (laughs) Yes, she should be. She should like those big outdoor pens, but she does not. Mm-hmm. And um, my bay mare, I call her little, but she's not little. She's uh, she's a nice size. She's about 15 too. And she likes the bigger outdoor pens. She's more free than Clem, but she, she'll still sit and turn. She's very athletic. Yeah. Very. She's probably the most athletic horse that we have. Yeah. Or, well, Billy's pretty athletic too, um, but she's Twice probably not as, as fast. A, yeah. yeah, she's a different kind of athlete. Yeah, yeah. Billy's more cowy. Yeah, quick caddy. Yeah, yeah. And so, twice as caddy and fast. And fast, yeah. So it's it's pretty neat. We have a good set of horses right now. We actually good have... Good set of mares. Yeah. We have well, a lot of mare have, power. We have yeah. some nice well, yes. too. <laughs> we actually have six barrel pole horses right now. So, um, and then we have a young one that's just turning four. 
needs to start seeing the sights a little bit too. So anyways, we have a barn full of really pretty good horses. And so it's, it's exciting. There's always hope when you have a good horse in the barn, mm-hmm. I think. So anything else you can think of with 2020 that... You know, it was a definitely. Oh, was... we qualified for the Junior American. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we yeah. qualified for that Thanksgiving weekend. Yep. So you guys will be attending the Junior American like uh, first week of March. Yeah. We'll head down like the last Saturday or Sunday in February. February. You guys qualified in both barrels and poles. Yeah, and we qualified for poles actually out in Vegas. Yeah. Um, last December. While we were out there for the Junior World Finals. Yeah. And we didn't go to that this year. We decided to not go to any qualifiers for yeah. the Junior World Finals. We didn't know with COVID what was going to happen. Yeah, if they were going to have it. You know, I mean, everything was so up in the air. But um, And then where they had already qualified for the Junior American Poles, I didn't feel like we probably needed to try to do both mm-hmm. and um, this year just try the Junior American stuff and then decide which one they liked the best to focus on um, for any future qualifications. Yeah. So so we'll see how that goes. So we'll be going down there to Fort Worth. That So that's kind of what we're gearing up for now. I mean, yeah. we're going to some local jackpot stuff just as keeping your guys' timing, yep. feel timing and balance. Yep. Um, and, and my mares, they've... I've been riding them, but they've had about a month away from runs. Yeah. But they've had a lot of runs, so. Yeah, just keeping them legged up at this yeah. point, keeping them and, soft and supple. Yeah. and. Now next weekend we'll be back running, so. Yeah, yep. So, and then we'll have the vet check them all out um, here in uh, almost two weeks. Just mm-hmm. go through them, make sure that they're feeling good for the junior American. If there's anything we need to work on now to get them healthy and sound for that. So we'll start with that process. And we have Dr. Adam Gingenbaugh comes out to our house. He's from the Omaha area. So it's a little bit of a drive for him, but it's great because he uses, or he brings his x-ray machine, which mm-hmm. is a great digital x-ray machine. He has diagnostic ultrasound that he brings. He So he has all the tools, I guess, mm-hmm. to be able to to see if there's an issue with a horse and check it out and get a good diagnosis. He also does chiropractic care. And Adam and I worked together at the Cornhusker fraternity. Um, we were stars, treatment stalls were side by side. And so it was really nice to have a vet that understood what equine physical therapy could mm-hmm. do and how it could help the four-legged athletes. And so, you know, realizing that it's a complimentary service and mm-hmm. not a competing service. You yeah. know, I'm not there to replace proper veterinary care, but I can definitely do some things to enhance good veterinary mm-hmm. care. So that's we that's how we decided to start bringing Adam out. And obviously, because he can, he is mobile. Yeah. Um, there aren't a lot of mobile vets, so it's been good to have him come out to our house and saves us a lot of miles on the road going to yeah. going to good vets. Not that they're. You know, there was nothing wrong with the other vets that we were using. It's just this is very convenient. Very convenient, <laughs> yeah. And you can have a vet come out to your house. That's nice. Yeah, for sure. So one of the other things that uh, has helped you develop your feel is riding different and disciplines. Yes. So uh, I have started cutting. That was a few years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you've been cutting... Well, competitively, like year. two years. Yeah, two years. Um, and then a, like three years just 
when we started going down there. Yeah. And so I think that has helped my feel tremendously because there is so much going on and you have to be, but you have to be paying attention to all of it. Right. And, and you just have to like on your cutting horse, um, for those of you that have never cut is there's so much trust basically you have to pretty much, you know, once put your hand down. Yeah. Once that horse is locked onto the cow that you are looking at, you put your hand down and you have to trust that your training on that horse is... Has paid off. Has paid off. So, but the feel part of the cutting, you know, like when Don and Kelly, Troyer, who help her out, Mm -hmm. when they're like, use your cow side leg or her side leg. So tell me like what you feel when you have to do, kind of get after them with your legs. Uh, You don't use your hands very often just because you're not going to use your hands at a run. The only time, and I'm not saying this out of a lot of experience, so don't hold me to a lot of it. The only time I've uh, used my hands is when I'm picking a a shoulder up, which is very relevant to barrel racing is when you're picking a shoulder up to lift them up with that one side. Then I use my legs mostly to just keep them moving forward and squeeze them moving forward. My horse is lazy. A lot of horses are not (laughs) as lazy. They want to they tend to want to be more across the pen where mine wants to just be right in the middle. Yeah. So he kind of cheats you. Like he yes. won't go clear to All the fence the to try to yeah. stop a cow sometimes. Yeah. And so you have had to learn and you, you got yes. so much better at this year, this year of yeah. kind of encouraging him to keep going. <laughs> be more aggressive basically is what she's saying. Yeah. 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 So, and, and, um, I'm not an aggressive person. She's not, but it, really paid off for you this fall because basically last spring, well, we didn't get to cut really last spring, but last fall, Mm -hmm. um, a year ago, you struggled to get into the 70s with your scores. And then this fall, the great power of video, thank goodness, and the great power of great coaches, being able to send videos to Kelly Kelly. Troyer and working on those things in the practice pen um, when, when you went did a yeah 180 for yeah. you guys in the cutting pen. Exactly, so, I would agree. Because Mac would practice really pretty well, good. Yeah. And then he'd get to the show pen and then he'd be like do do do, you know, a just lazy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little lazier and so then you'd end up losing a cow and yeah. so you know just you're learning how to handle handle him, prepare yeah. him better. Yep. Those kinds of things what you needed to do to get him exactly. to work the best because he's he is so cowy yeah and he is when he is on he is so cool to watch yeah um, he's a lot of fun I bet he's a lot of fun to ride too. <laughs> I've never watched him <laughs> um and I won't get on a cutting horse because I don't feel like I need one more expensive uh she'll get um, on him once I'm graduated yeah yeah mm-hmm. probably so Anyways, um, yeah, so I, I strongly encourage people when you're riding, don't just go through the motions. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to how your horse feels, whether it's... What, even what steps they're taking. Where are they taking them? Where's their head? Yeah. Where's their hind end? Where's their ribs at? Shoulders? Yeah. I mean, it's a whole process. You can't just pay attention to the front half. You have right. to pay attention to the back half because that's where the power is from. Right. And the other reason I feel like they need to pay attention is 
you will notice subtle changes in their soundness yeah. if you develop a better feel. Yes. Like if you think your horse feels off a little bit. Like last night I was on one and I'm like, well, I wonder. I'm, I'm going to sit a few strides in my trot mm-hmm. to see if I feel like my hips are dropping equally, to mm-hmm. see if I feel like the horse is working equally. He did. He felt great. But mm-hmm. I just, you know, that's good awareness of their feel, you know, paying attention to mm-hmm. their head. Are they getting a head bob? Are, you know, the, mm-hmm. all of those things. You just, you have to be aware. You know, mm-hmm. yes, we all like to put our music on and just kind of go into another world sometimes. But you do have to really pay attention to how mm-hmm. that horse feels to you. And then know that how you feel to them also translates. So if you're yeah. sloppy in your turn, they're going to react to that to try to stay under you. Yeah. And, um, and we've talked about leaning. I know you've talked a lot about leaning on this podcast and yeah. stuff. Yeah. It, our, our podcast with horsemanship, with Keisha mm-hmm. uh, Ziffley, that we talked a lot about leaning, um, like especially on bad ground. Yeah. If you have a... a rider that is leaning and we've seen it even on good ground when they really get to leaning and they're on an old horse yep yeah Yeah. and uh riders that are really successful riders but you know sometimes they can get away with leaning Mm -hmm. um and yeah we've seen some horses just totally go down and Mm -hmm. a horse you know is the rider was leaning the horse kind of leans yeah in a reaction to the rider leaning and so so yeah just being aware ride with someone um or set up a if you don't if you can't ride with someone set up your phone and try to video you know Mm -hmm. things or put mirrors up in your arena we don't have any mirrors but that's one trick that when i rode and took lessons when i was in minnesota Uh, A lot of the trainers had mirrors, so they'd have a mirror on the side of the arena, and they'd have a mirror on the end of the arena, Mm -hmm. and then you could see how your body position was, and so that was always really kind of cool, because, you know... Spook our horses. (laughs) Sometimes they do look at it a little bit, but um, it is... That might be a good technique to use as well, so... It's a lot of mirrors for our arenas. (laughs) Well, they didn't do, like, whole sides of their arena. They just do, like, one big arena, like... This was like a Western Pleasure trainer, and so oh. you you know as you're riding down the rail, you could see if you were in good alignment, and then she'd do you know one along the side, and you could kind of check it. So, um, so that was that was good. I mean, you just strategically place them around the arena, and then ride so that you could. Those check. would still be some pretty big mirrors. Yeah, probably. So thank you for joining us yeah. today. We um. We're going to do another podcast that to kick off the new year to talk about goal setting. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a blog on this uh, last year, and have uh, if you check out our website pivotpointequine.com, um, you can check out a blog post on setting goals, and it actually will have the forms on there that we're going to use for our goal setting. So. The girls have a business called Mighty Maverick Merchandise where they... Um, we braid halters. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll halters. We braid about anything, actually. Yeah, and so um, last year they started their business, and we used this technique with them to set some goals for their business, and I use it all the time with my PT clinic and with my equine business. So yeah. that'll be our next podcast, so stay tuned. Hopefully um, you'll get some good out of that. So happy new year and uh, I hope 2021 is the best year yet for everybody. (laughs) Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you have any more questions about what we talked about today, 
uh, feel free to reach out to us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Pearson Physical Therapy or Pivot Point Equine. We're also on Instagram. So reach out, give us a direct message, and we'd be happy to get back to you. Also, if you loved what you heard, then give us a five-star rating uh, that helps others find us. And if you're not going to give us a five-star rating, well, just move on. Thank you very much.